Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales, a kid's podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I have to send some very special shout-outs to Anala and Nova. Grown-ups, Girl Tales is brought to you by families like yours. If you'd like to hear your child's name at the top of our next episode, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. And happy Women's History Month! Every year in March, we honor women's history and celebrate the achievements and contributions of women to society. This year, Girl Tales is releasing four very special episodes, one each Friday, celebrating women who have made a difference in their community. These stories are historical fiction, meaning the stories are about real-life women, but the narrators are imaginary characters created by our writers. Today's story is written by Christina Quintana and performed by Imani Russell. And now here is the story of Ruth Charlotte Ellis. Enjoy! like to tell you about a friend of mine, Ruth Charlotte Ellis. She lived down the block from my family on the west side of Detroit, where I grew up in the late 1930s and early 40s. It's hard to believe we were strangers once, but 
Isn't that how it always starts? To me, her house always seemed like a party, especially since my parents were pretty strict and barely ever had guests over. Sure, sometimes my mom or dad would invite a relative or a friend over for dinner or a special occasion, but never once did my parents throw a party or any type of get-together like the ones at Ruth's place. Sometimes, on the walk home from school, I'd stop in front of her place just to see some of the snazzy folks who walked in and out. Tall, short, young, old, some with hair combed flat or natural like mine, a few who I guess might be artists, and some who worked at the Ford plant like Dad. It seemed like the biggest family in the world lived inside that house. I imagined with that many people at home, you'd never get bored. I was an only child, and I always dreamed of a full house with a bunch of brothers and sisters, but I guess that wasn't in the cards. Mom said I was a miracle baby, and you can't go around asking for too many miracles. That's just greedy. Then I'd say, well, would it be greedy to ask for just one more brother or sister? Mom always rolled her eyes at that one, so I figured that meant yes. Oh well, I can't say I didn't try. In any case, I'll never forget the first time I stepped inside Ruth's place. It changed my life forever. I'd been out playing stickball with some of the other kids around the neighborhood when their moms called them for dinner. It was one of those Michigan summer nights when the sun stays out in full force until at least 9 p.m. As I headed back home, I noticed the front door of Ruth's house open, just ever so slightly. Boogie-woogie piano music and the sound of laughter spilled out front, even though I knew I shouldn't. I couldn't help but peek my head right inside. A whole crowd of people danced and clapped and stomped their feet while a woman in slacks with her hair cropped to her chin finished out a number on the piano. Then the entire room burst into applause. I joined in, and it was aces. I felt like I landed in the happiest place on earth. I'd never seen someone who looked and acted how I wished I might when I was all grown up. But that was Ruth to a T. She was confident and warm and one of a kind. I never could have expected what happened next. Ruth looked right at me, smiled wide and asked, Well, who are you? Everyone in the room suddenly turned to me, and I must have shrunk down to the ground. I realized then just how many people were in the room. A lot. And felt my whole face turn hot. Welcome to the gay spot, she said next without missing a beat. I'm Ruth, and you're welcome here any time you'd like. I wish I could say that I stayed and enjoyed the party, and that's when Ruth and I became friends. But... That's not what happened that day. Instead, I bolted out of that place so fast I could have won a gold medal. I'm not sure why, and I wished I hadn't. Honestly, I couldn't stop thinking about it. My mind raced all through dinner, while I brushed my teeth, 
and that night I could barely sleep. I wanted to ask my mom and dad about what I'd seen and heard, but worried if I did, I'd never be able to go back. And I didn't want to take a chance. The next day, I worked up the courage to knock on Ruth's door. At first, there was no answer. I leaned my ear against the door and heard a series of whirs, clicks, and cranks. I had no idea what the sound was, but decided to knock again. I was getting braver. After a few moments, Ruth appeared at the door. Why, hello there. I'm so glad you came back. Ruth invited me inside and offered me some lemonade. I love lemonade on a hot day, and this had to be one of the hottest summers on record. We didn't have any air conditioning then, so imagine just how hot. We walked past the piano and into a small room. There stood a machine with two giant wheels on either side. It took up about half of the room. What's this? I asked Ruth. That's a printing press. I make my living printing stationery, flyers, and posters right out of this house. My eyes turned wide. I was absolutely amazed. I'd never seen anything quite like that machine before. Not to mention, none of the women I knew had jobs like this. They all worked as tailors, teachers, maids, or secretaries. And none of them worked out of their own houses. Mom told me there was nothing wrong with honest work. But I still didn't really want to be any of those things. I knew there must be something honest that suited me. But I never knew what. That day with Ruth opened up my whole life to the possibilities of what I could possibly be and do. Would you like to see how it's done? Ruth asked, a twinkle in her eye, and I nodded my head vigorously. I spent a lot more time at Ruth's after that day. Eventually, I learned how to use the machine on my own, including refilling the ink, setting the type, and loading fresh paper. Ruth taught me everything. Did you know Ruth Charlotte Ellis was the first woman to own her own printing business in Michigan? Once my parents got to know her, they were as impressed as I was. Not too long after that day I first stopped by, Ruth invited us all over for one of her weekly gatherings. I had to beg and beg for us to go, but finally my folks agreed. Dad said it would be good for us all to let off some steam after a long work week, and Mom said he was right. And would you believe I saw my parents dance at Ruth's place like they were two young lovebirds? It was a downright miracle. I'd never seen them boogie like that before. Ruth had a way of making everyone feel welcome and at ease. Before we all left Ruth's that night, we met her partner, Babe, who stood almost a foot above her. They'd been dancing circles around Mom and Dad, and my dad was especially impressed by their moves. Babe and Ruth were like my parents, but didn't have any kids of their own. They said the gay spot kept them busy with a whole house full of kids. 
That's when I realized that the gay spot, a nickname for her house, was a gathering place for the black LGBT plus community in Detroit to meet safely. In the 1930s in Detroit, there weren't any places like it. So Ruth changed that and made a home for her community. And now her community included me. Allies welcome. All are welcome. Come back soon. Ruth told us that night as we stepped off the porch and toured home, smiles on all our faces. Ruth lived to be 101 years old, and I wish she could have lived 100 years longer. Today, Ruth Ellis Day is celebrated every February, and the Ruth Ellis Center honors her life and work and dedicates itself to homeless and underserved LGBTQ plus young adults. Thank you, Ruth. That was the story of Ruth Charlotte Ellis by Christina Quintana. Performed by Imani Russell, produced by Tessa Flannery, and executive produced by me, Rebecca Cunningham. Original theme music by Eli Denby Wood and Amy Geisbers Van Wyke, with a special musical theme by Megan Bagala. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, if you enjoyed this story, share it with a friend. Oh, and remember, I believe in you.